the show where we talk about video games every single week and all the things that we love and all the things we hate and all the things that are going on. There's a lot always happening. Uh, I'm Ashley. Hey, I'm Chad. I'm Adam. Chad, is this the first time we've had you on? It is, the first time. I'm Welcome. I'm so happy. We, we played Sea of Thieves together yesterday, yep. and we were like, we need to talk about this today. Absolutely. Uh, so I want to say thank you to Beachbody On Demand for sponsoring this episode. We'll talk more about them in just a little bit, uh, and God knows I need their help right now. But uh, <laughs> before we get into um, all that stuff, we're going to talk Sea of Thieves, we're going to talk about all the news. What you been playing? Um, we talked about this a lot in a, we did a review uh, well, it's, you know, it's, it's like, like review-ish. review light. And then we're, yeah, we, we talk about like what we think about how the game works and all the different gameplay elements and stuff. But we don't really, I don't like the idea of numbering things. Yeah, we're not, well, there's no number on it. But if I had to put a number on it, it would be good. <laughs> um, I'm playing <laughs> Nino Kuni 2. Um, I don't, there's not too much to say other than what we said in our review. But man, is that game so much fun. And it like, it keeps... Adding so if you don't know, Nino Kuni 2 is the fault to Nino Kuni 1, surprise enough. And it's <laughs> what? No. It's, a, it's a JRPG that's a cute, whimsical adventure. It invokes the style of Studio Ghibli, even though they're not really involved in this one that much. Um, but they were for the previous one. They were for the previous one. Uh, it's just so I, if I knowing what I know now, if I missed out on this game, I'd be so disappointed in myself. This is such a good game. I really recommend it. I'm really glad that you tried it out. Well, we I wanted to do something specific for that video we did, which is uh, I'm I loved the first Nino Kuni. Uh, I've been waiting for Nino Kuni two for years. I've been super excited. Uh, I've just been following it and waiting and waiting and waiting and anticipating. And uh, so I, I'm predisposed towards liking it. I want to like this game. I'm in. It's also my genre. Yeah. Uh, but it's, you don't normally play games like this. You don't nope. play a lot of JRPGs. They're not really your bread and butter. Uh, uh, but I thought it'd be fun to try, like, I was predisposed towards liking it. This is out of your comfort zone. And so that way we could both play it and then compare our experiences. I was really happy that I was in a position where I had to, to play it because... I'll be honest, the first hour of that game, I wasn't really hooked. Uh, the first hour felt a little bit rushed, a little bit like there's a lot of just nonsense going on. Um, and it was interesting, but I was, it wasn't, that first hour wasn't something that would have hooked me normally. But because I had to keep going, it, start, it like led me into the more interesting stuff. And that game, like after the first chapter, I feel like it really, the first chapter is kind of like the, the prologue. Yeah, it's like a, like a little bit of tutorial, like just you, it introduces you to the world, it introduces you to the, like the, the base, like main characters, it right. introduces you to some of the, the combat elements and how all that works. So it is teaching you a lot of yeah. systems in that first hour. Yeah, and then, but then once it gets into the, the chapter two, it, it's, if you don't know, it's, it's a game about a young king named Evan and his goal. Oh uh, yes, what should we what should we name this, our future king? Yeah, we need a Let's good name Evan. him Evan. Need a good fantasy name. <laughs> it's like the, the king before him was like King Leonard, and it's yeah. like you know because it there. We didn't talk about this in the standalone video, but this game is full of wordplay and loves its puns. Oh, there's a, there's literally a city called Allegoria. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, and like, like had the bunch of the items or a bunch of the quests are just stupid wordplay. And that's I, always I, fun. I always appreciate yeah. that. Yeah. They're they're a lot of fun. But the so the king, um, <laughs> the this young King Evans dad. Evan. He was um, uh, it's spelled like a like Leonhard, um, but he was like all lionish. So it was really like a play on that. Right. Um, he's and then he's like, yeah, and he's all like big and impressive, and it's like, and now we have. 
King Evan. Evan. <laughs> well, he's he's grown up. He's a little cub. He's like a, he has the ears. He has the cub. tail. He's gonna he's gonna get more more stocky as he grows on. Yeah. Well, he's mane. he's half human too. Yeah. Uh, but his then, brother Steve. <laughs> you know. Yes, Prince um, Steve. Yes. Uh, but it reminded me of uh, in uh, Monty Python when it's like, yes, there are some who call me Tim. Tim. <laughs> yeah. uh, but the game takes you through basically. Evan and his friends, who you play as a party, and you can choose which character to primarily play as. Which but is weird, too. For I don't know if this happened to you, but for me, at least early on, whoever I was playing as felt like the main character. Because I was, I was primarily uh, switching between uh, Evan and Roland. Yeah. Uh, you, you get some other party members, uh, Tani and Batu, pretty early on. But I was primarily playing as either Roland or Evan. And when I was playing as Roland... It felt like Roland was the main character, and he's the main character helping Evan. Yeah. But when I was playing as Evan, it felt like he's the main character, and he's got a friend named Roland who's helping him. Yeah. It, it, it was, like, specifically it was with weird. those two, because of the how the story positions them, like you could definitely take it either way. Yeah. Um, but the game just takes you through this, like Evan and his friends' quest to like unite all the kingdoms and become friends, and all the kingdoms have super unique aesthetics. Like this one is a casino town, and everything like, is everything based is on casino. luck. Like everything is casino, and there's one that's there's one that's uh, like oceany, and there's another one that's all techy, and there's, so there's, they're all really varied a, and really. There's cool. a we'll pirate, see. a sky pirate base. If that doesn't convince you, nothing will. But <laughs> it's it's super fun, and the game. Even 30 hours in is introducing not new ways of play, but like new surprises, stuff that like you wouldn't necessarily expect, and add. Whole I was new so happy when game. you got to that part. Oh my god! I didn't want to tell you about it when you were asking me. You're like, oh, I, I don't know how to get to these areas, and I'm like, don't worry about it. Yeah. don't worry about it. You'll be fine. <laughs> I was I was so excited when that was revealed, and it, like. The game is so driven by like what's what's in the next kingdom. Like what, how exciting is this next part going to be? And this game is God, it's so good. But I love it. But it's also really unique. You know, like JRPGs are usually like a teenage angst fest. Right. Yeah. In fact, it was a it was a new game plus I think recently where they we were talking about uh, JRPGs and how we couldn't think of any that weren't angst fests. Should have brought up you know Cooney, although that one is a lot sadder. Mm. Uh, like the premise of that one is a lot sadder. Like his mom dies and he goes into this other world to try and like find her soulmate to bring her back to life. It's real sad. Oh boy. Oh, yeah. It's real sad. The uh but it's this one is like it's all like you know and in the first one too like optimism is one of the themes. Yeah. And this one like it's just this optimistic kid who sees the best in everyone. He'll yeah. meet a That's thief nice. and he'll be like give me my stuff back. Now why don't you come live in my kingdom? We could use people with yeah. your skills. Oh there you go. And totally like his just reforms everyone he meets and he just believes the best in everyone and it's really like it's charming it's a nice change of pace there's yeah. a big difference from the first one then yeah. yeah it's a little simplistic if you are hoping for some crazy complex Japanese story for now uh, until Evan betrays everyone and turns <laughs> evil <laughs> right evil Evan <laughs> yes um, but it's a, it's a lot yeah. of fun it also has like it's not just a third person like RPG action game like there are different modes of play uh, there's basically there's like uh, you build your kingdom because that's what you're doing. You're building a kingdom. So it has a sort of chibi view of a kingdom where you're customizing your kingdom and uh, upgrading, upgrading and, and recruiting citizens and things like that. And then it has like top-down chibi view, again, chibi view of like skirmish battles where you have units of guys that you're, you're moving around to try to like maneuver and fight other units of guys. So it, it definitely changes the pace up a lot and it's, it's just super different and interesting, man. I really like it. It's a fun game. It's yeah. just charming as all hell. Maybe I'll check it out when I can have time to sit down and play a JRPG. <laughs> <laughs> this, is not, this is short. This is short for a JRPG. Oh, really? Um, the if you if you push through the main story, it's 30, 35 hours. Oh, okay. Uh, there's like 
you know, you're talking 80 hours if you want to do all the side stuff too. But uh, it is unusually short for the genre of game. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I would say I'm 30. We're just trying to sell you on. I know. I, that's what I feel like. I'm like, fuck, I gotta be playing I, Nino. I Kuni feel too. like this is gonna be my next Stardew Valley, where I'm like, no, 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 you need to play this, or <laughs> or Persona, or something, it's, where just yeah. like forever, I'll be like, have you heard of our Lord and Savior Nino Kuni too? I think after <laughs> this game, I do want to visit Persona again. Okay. We'll see. I I, I played some of five. Maybe I, maybe this eased you into the genre. Yeah. Now you're all about it. I'm just in the mood for some anime nonsense. So there you go. <laughs> well, Persona Five can deliver that, yeah. and it gets real weird. So. Um, yeah, I've been playing a bunch of that. I Beyond Nino Kuni 2, um, it's mostly been Sea of Thieves. Mm -hmm. um, I've taken a couple breaks out for Final Fantasy X 2. But I'm actually not... Really? I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I, have, I, have, I have a problem. This, this is an ongoing so, saga. It, this Ashley. is an ongoing saga. This has been months now, because I started playing Final Fantasy X in January mm -hmm. with an aim to platinum it, which I did. Okay. Congratulations to me once again. I will keep congratulating myself because it <laughs> took 190 hours of my life. Thank, Thank you God. very much. Thank you for the golf claps. <laughs> and uh, you know you get to the end of Final Fantasy X, or maybe you don't since it's not your time, <laughs> but you get to the okay. end and you go through like all the, just this emotional, there's the climax and the denouement and then there's Final Fantasy X too. And the end of Final Fantasy X is uh, like it's kind of like a bittersweet ending, mm -hmm. and Tenchu gives you hope that you can do something to help one of the characters from Ten. And so, like I'm so just riding an emotional high at the end that I was like, I know I don't need to do this, I shouldn't do this, but maybe just the intro of Tenchu. And Tenchi. then you just keep going. And yeah, so now now I'm well into that, but um, I'm like. No, it's, I'm like 15% done. Okay. Not, I haven't made a lot of progress since the last one. I think I actually am a little burned out. I, after 200 or so hours, yeah, I can yeah. see why. Yeah, I, uh, I maybe, was. Maybe take a break. I was playing it last night, and I was like, I'm clearly underleveled for this area. I should spend some time running around killing stuff. And then I was like, or you know what? I think I'm gonna go to bed. Yeah. What was the game where you learned your lesson of, oh no, I progressed too far and I'm underleveled? Uh, I, I remember that moment so clearly for me. It was uh, Legend of Legaia or Legia, whichever you want to call it, uh, back in the PlayStation days. And I was like, I'm enjoying the game. Like it's got this cool, you know, little robot dude or whatever that's on your hand. Like I'm going through leveling. I'm just like powering through the story, and then I save right as I get to a boss fight. Oh uh, no! And it just beats my ass. I mean, like I can't do anything. And that's when I realized, like, I shouldn't be fighting this dude. I'm way under leveled, and it keeps restarting me right into the boss fight, and I'm like, oh, oh no, I didn't God, have, I, I was this. younger, I didn't have alternate saves or oh, anything, no. and I was like, no, I literally had to stop playing, that's the farthest I ever got to uh, <laughs> Legend of the Guy, there was this, this red-haired dude, that's all I remember, and I remember being stuck, and I couldn't do it. This is a different story, but it reminds me of, uh, I was playing Oddworld, Oddworld Abe's Exodus in the PlayStation 1, uh -huh. and that's a very challenging game. It's a, like a timing-based puzzle game that's with some side-scrolling elements, and I hadn't saved in a long time, and I walked into a room, and there was basically, I don't remember what they're called, but it had a guy with a gun, and he, he was about to shoot me, and I was like, oh, I haven't saved in a while, quick save. And then he shot me, and I was like, oh, I'm dead. And it, like, all it would, I only had one save, and I would spawn in, bullet, spawn in, bullet. <laughs> and there was nothing I could do. The bullet was traveling to me as I saved. And I was like, bah, 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 bah. and I was like, I'm fucking, I hate my life. I just imagine you loading, and you're like, trying, like, you're ready. You're on the button, you're like, yeah. and, there's, go, there's, and you're like, trying to move. It was, nothing dude, you there do. was nothing I could do. Uh, I, I cried. See, I'm, I have had, like, I've had this problem a lot. Uh, there was one recently, oh yeah, it was uh, Okami, where I hit it a game-breaking bug and I ended up losing, um, it was like like an hour and a half and I was just so mad about it. 
But one of my main complaints about Nino Kuni 2, well, I haven't really brought it up, but it is one of the things I'm like, you only have 32 saves. <laughs> That's only? Yeah. Oh, I have, uh, I have this many. <laughs> I have one. I, uh, I'd like to keep a different save every hour. I would, I would, I, I, <laughs> oh my I, God. in general, I cycle through three saves. I just haven't in this game. I don't know, I should, probably should just get a couple on there, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm now going like back over. I'm like, okay, I get it. I'm not going to. I'm not going to reload my one hour in save. Like, I'm not going to start over from that point. So it's fine to override it now, but I'm just so paranoid about all of those games that I just, every hour is a new save. And then that <laughs> way, if, because it's, you know, I never know if there's going to be some game-breaking thing or something I fucked up, and I'm going to need to load an earlier one before I did that thing. Did you start that because of that fear, or did you do it because of game capture? Uh, because I know, like, no, like, I don't do for, it for, for what we do. You know, I don't do anything nearly sophisticated enough for you. Okay, gotcha. <laughs> but that's a great idea. Yeah, because then you have you know you have every hour. So if something cool happens at this moment you really want to talk about. You know, you can always go back, and at the very longest, it'll take you like forty-five <laughs> minutes an hour to so, get there. So fun story related to that. Uh, you know how we were playing Sea of Thieves yesterday. Mm -hmm. He came over to the No Studio. Adam was playing. Gus was playing, um, and I was recording. I forgot to stop recording. Oh when, no! When we left for the day. How big was the file? Well, until the hard drive filled up and then it stopped and now I can't do anything with it. So. Dude, I, 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 when I walked that, in... So <laughs> I, I'm not sophisticated enough about game capture to do the game save thing just because I'm paying that close attention because I'm not. I walked in after we had stopped playing and I saw that it was on, but I just figured you knew what you were doing. And I didn't want to nope. You could have saved it. Yeah. Oh, well. Yeah. I, I, stopped, I stopped making too many saves after Skyrim basically broke. Oh, because that was the one it would take longer and longer and longer to yeah. load the more saves you had, Yeah, right? it was a fucking mess. <laughs> yeah. And that, that one, I think, is probably a, a good way to do the three rotating, even though that's one of those games, too, where you're probably going to encounter some sort of crazy-ass bug that you'd like to have an earlier save. Yeah. In Morrowind, I got stuck in a fence. No. Yeah, he, like, he was just oh, jumping God. over a fence, and then just, and I was like... No! Like, and I hadn't saved in a while. I was doing everything I could, and all I could do was like you, look at the NPCs you, you coming by, like, help me! You couldn't teleport? Could you use that potion where you jump real high? No, no, it wouldn't let me do anything. Like, oh. I could not you were, get out. You were mid-jump, so you couldn't Yeah, do I couldn't action. do anything. It was awful. Video games. I have a friend that, like, if if there is a bug in the game, he will accidentally find it. Oh, really? It's like a really, it's like a There's curse, There's some people dude. who enjoy, really enjoy breaking games and are mm -hmm. good at it. it really but, but good. it's not like, he's it's just totally his curse. inadvertent. It's a curse. <laughs> it's terrible. Like, anytime we load up a new game, like, when we started to play Orbis VR together, it took him a, about an hour and a half to just make an account because when he made his account, it said his credentials were invalid, and no matter what he did, he couldn't log in. I had to tweet support and be like, please help my friend, he's broken. <laughs> and they fixed it for him. But yeah. Wow. That's funny. Um, that's what I've been playing recently. Uh, Dragon Ball Fighters. I'm a big fighting game fan. Nice. Uh, so like, You are yeah. one! None yeah. of us play fighting games. None of you guys nice. play fighting games? Seriously? No. Oh, that's uh, they're, like, they're, it's too intimidating. We're, we're, we're too busy spending 100 hours on a stupid chair. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so Dragon Ball Fighters came out. Uh, it's an incredibly awesome game. Uh, and like I've just been training up and you know just kind of getting my muscle memory trained in for all the combos that I need. So like that's a really key part of like being good at fighting games is just like doing like your character's combos over and over and over again so that when you don't have to think about the execution and then it's just like you're focusing on the strategy of what the other person's doing and so when you open them up then you're focusing on like what's going to happen next and you just kind of go through the motions, right? See, that, that training element sounds like my idea of hell. See, it's so much fun to me because like when, when, like this is how I played Dragon Ball Fighters. It came out, 
I loaded it up, and the first thing I did was just walk over to training. Like I didn't do anything. I didn't do the story. I didn't go online. I just went into the practice mode that just Jeez. let me get my characters. Who's your character? Uh, so right now I'm playing uh, Cell. Uh, I'm back and forth between Beerus and Trunks, and then uh, I switched to Android 16 because that character is broken as hell. Is it? Uh, in, oh, in, yeah. in a good way. No, I mean like, yeah, I mean he's like ridiculously overpoweredly broken right now because um, I was playing Goku Black, and then I switched uh, Android 16 in because he does an absurd amount of damage. Like using basically, you can get up to seven meters, and like just using like three meters, you can do like 70% of a person's health pretty easily. So um, with this is the kind of game, too, where they'll be rebalanced in the future. Yeah. So taking a character like that that you know is going to get nerfed oh, yeah. is risky. Uh, yeah, I mean, like, and then it's just an opportunity to, I'll, I'll, I'll learn somebody else as well. Like, I started playing without him, and then, like, also he's just really fun to play because he just, like, he, you know, he starts a combo, and then he slams people into the ground, and then you pick him back up. It's just really satisfying to just slam people down. Um, so I'm having fun with the character now. I'm sure he'll get nerfed, but hopefully he'll just get balanced, you know, and then it'll be fine. Um, but that, and then uh, I love Overwatch, and uh, I'm a Roadhog and a Reinhardt main, mainly, and then they just released Brigitte, and mm -hmm. she's like this kind of perfect hybrid of those characters, so... Uh, is, she, is she your new baby? Yeah, I, I, I love Brigitte. I'm she's really adorable, excited. too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, all the characters are pretty adorable. Yeah. They, they do a good job of that with Overwatch, I think. Definitely. Uh, but yeah, oh man, like, she's super fun. Like, the flail's really good, and just Do you like, follow the esports side of Overwatch much? Not too much. Um, it, like I've started to a little bit, and that's because uh, my friend uh, Justin Rojas used to work at Funimation. He's now doing PR for um, Dallas Fuel. Oh wow! Uh, yeah, yeah. So like because of that, I'm like, you know what? I should like follow yeah, some of this should, stuff. Yeah. So I started watching some of the Overwatch League, and then I found myself. I went to a couple games that even Dallas Fuel wasn't a part of, and I was just like, this is cool. It happens to be on. Like that's a fun thing to do. Um, You're gonna be so into it in no time, aren't you? Well, no, we'll see. I, I'm, I'm keeping it real casual. You know, like I was, I wanted them to win because my friends invested in it. You know, and then now it's just like, man, that guy's way better than me. Like, oh, cool. I didn't know. Like, you could actually be that accurate with some of the McCrees in the Overwatch League. It's insane. Like, they're just immediately. It's just like right onto the head, super fast every time. And I'm just like, it's mind blowing. Yeah. It's, it's always fun watching pros because you realize that they're playing a completely different game <laughs> than everyone else. Yep. It's uh, like when you it, like if they're competing or like they're practicing with that character mm -hmm. on specific maps eight hours a day, they like it is an art form. Yeah. Like at that point, they're it's like your muscle memory with combos. Yeah. They're not like the the getting the headshot. It's is, just it just goes there. Is yeah. yeah. They know what to do. It's that's crazy. The, that's the automatic thing. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, and uh, the only other thing is uh, I've. Started to slowly slip back into World of Warcraft again, so we'll see where that goes. You, I'm, I'm you know what, you and Gus. I think, oh, really? I think Gus has started it up again. He said he was planning on it. I'm thinking about going back for the next expansion. I didn't. I missed out on, on Legion because of a number of reasons, but the next one. Maybe. So here's the cool thing about Legion. They did some really like they started to do it in World of the Draenor, but they've really done a good job of making like questing up to like the next ten levels or whatever be really really like intuitive and interactive. So like. You could, in Legion, you could kind of go any zone you wanted, and the mobs would just scale around you. Hmm. Um, so you could go through them in any way you want, and the, the stories for the quest lines are actually really cool, and they'd go into all these cinematic cutscenes and stuff. They've, it's really cool, because the game's come a really long way um, in regards to that. But like, I was a hardcore like vanilla player, yeah. um, so I, I've spent so much time in WoW. Like, you guys don't even want to, like, my, just my main what's your, my what's warrior. What's played? Just my warrior? I think I have like 300 something days. Jeez. Um, and then I've got a couple other characters too. So yeah, like we used to used to play that a lot. I'll never put that much <laughs> never put that much time into WoW again. But uh, 
That is pretty cool. And like that's what's so awesome about like having like transmog and stuff in the game now is like if you did put in that time and you still had some of you that can. gear, you can kind of do that to show off. So like uh, it's probably won't mean anything to you guys if you don't play, but like uh, like I have a corrupted Ashbringer. Which was uh, and I know I know I know, I know I know about the yeah. lore of the Ashbringer. <laughs> yeah, um, so that was pretty cool. I got that uh, back in the day, and so it's not in the game anymore. They took the instance out, and they had a really low drop rate initially. But you have it. Yeah. So it, it was really cool because it used to actually it was one of the few weapons that would actually change the game around you. You could go to Scarlet Monastery, and when you would go in there, uh, all the NPCs that would normally be trying to attack you would turn friendly and they'd bow and worship you. That's crazy. Uh, and then you get to go see like a really cool like cutscene about what happened in the past with uh, Ashbringer and things like that. That's um, super cool. Yeah, but then they updated the game and they changed it and then they broke the hell out of it. So like it, it's just this cool aesthetic thing now, but. It's fun, um, and yeah. At least you got to see your cutscene, and you got to make monsters bow. I did, yeah. Did you record that? Oh yeah, I have a very shitty old Fraps recording <laughs> <laughs> of us going through there after I got it. So, uh, well, one of the other things that we've all been playing together, we talked about this a little bit, Sea of Thieves. Yeah. So let's Thieves. talk about that. But before we do, I want to say big thank you to Beachbody On Demand for sponsoring this episode of Glitch Please. Beachbody On Demand is an easy-to-use streaming service that gives you instant access to a wide variety of super effective workouts you can do from the comfort of your living room 24/7. This is the company behind P90X, uh, Insanity, 21 Day Fix, and more. So get motivated by celebrity super trainers you know, like Sean T, Shalene Johnson, Tony Horton and several more. There are hundreds of workouts for all fitness levels, ranging from bodybuilding to weight training to cardio, uh, H-I-I-T, which is a thing. I don't know enough about fitness to know that if it's just hit or <laughs> <laughs> what. Uh, but they got yoga, they got dance workouts. Um, you can watch them on your computer or a web-enabled TV, which I've got in my living room, which makes it really, really handy, um, a tablet or a smartphone. Whatever. Uh, you can join over a million people currently on Beachbody On Demand. Uh, I, I, so I've started using this. I talked about this um, on, on a previous episode of Glitch Please that I'm trying to figure, like I need to get fit again and mm -hmm. I'm trying to gamify. I've been doing cardio and in fact Nino Kuni 2 is a great treadmill game, mm -hmm. but I need more than that. Um, and because I've been spending time on the treadmill, my leg muscles get super tight. So um, I've started doing the this three week uh, yoga retreat that they've got. It's pretty dope. Um, every workout's like 30 minutes long. Long, so it's really easy and it's nice to be able to do them when I get home because that way I have no excuses <laughs> It's you know, it's easy to not go to the gym when you if you get home That's it. Oh, yeah, once you moving. sit that's when you're like, oh. Yeah, so uh, it's nice to get home and say look I, I I get it. I have no excuse. It's right here uh, And so I do it and it's nice and it doesn't take any crazy equipment or whatever um, So I want I want everyone else to try Beachbody on demand too. Uh, it's very accessible And then that way we can all cheerlead each other on because it is spring now Now's my dudes and that means summer is coming and I am I'm not prepared for a short season. Uh, <laughs> I've put on several extra layers <laughs> over the winter. Um, uh, so you don't need to sit in traffic or just like go to the gym or deal, bring, deal with any of that. Um, you can bring the gym to you. Right now, Glitch Please listeners can get a special free trial membership when you text GLITCH to 303030. You'll get full access to the entire platform for free. That's all the workouts, nutrition information, and the support totally free. So just text GLITCH to 303030 and you'll get access to it. And it's pretty awesome. I, I, I like things that help me keep fit so that I can do other stuff. Yeah. Because I spend so much time on my ass playing my video game. Totally. <laughs> that I, I gotta balance that out. I get too hedonistic. So yep. this is a great way to stay fit. Um, and with that, let's talk about some other butt-sitting things that we do, like pirating. 
Your segue. Oh, you could have done booty. I could have been sitting done on your booty. Oh, you could have talked about booty. Damn it! Oh, I'm sorry. So close. So so close. <laughs> uh, but we we have been getting that booty. Yeah, we have. Um, so we 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 actually. So I've been playing Sea of Thieves since the beta. Uh, this is the this is the new game from Rare. Uh, it's been in development for several years now. I remember seeing the first glimpse I ever got of Sea of Thieves was. Um, I think it was an E3 montage and of, of Xbox games, and there was just this slice, it can't have been more than a second, of something on what looked like a pirate ship. Mm. And it didn't have a name. I don't even know that it was officially announced yet, but I remember going, what's that? That thing, what is it? Uh, and then they revealed it, they showed it at E3. We've talked to the developers at E3 pretty much uh, like every year that we could because we were really excited about it. Um, we're, we're like practically besties with one of the devs now. His name is Mike Chapman. He's the one we've interviewed like every single time. Um, and just always being like, tell us more, tell us more. And there was one year where they were like, that's a nice question. I can't answer that. That's always fun to for play. Like, for like 20 minutes. I always love playing the game with the PR guys when you're like, you try and get something out of them and how good are they at deflecting the questions? Turns they're out they're to. real good. Um, <laughs> Uh, you know, but but I've been following this because I've been looking forward to it. Uh, so uh, you know, went into the not the technical alpha, uh, but went into the beta uh, and played that a couple of weeks. Um, and now the game has just released. It came out two days ago, um, and it's got some issues. Yeah, yeah. The, aside from the game itself, the game gave me a terrible first impression. Same here. Like. So I, I generally play games alone, and this is like it is a game based around primarily playing with your friends. It is. Mm. It's a it's an online pirate game. Right. It's it's open world pirating. And, so, and PvP is. I mean booty booty, ever, did, booty hunting. I mean, god damn it. Go. Uh, it's yeah. So basically, you you log in. Yep. Um, and it is online. Do you? Log and in there's now? a wild Bernie. Hey. hey Bernie, we're talking Sea of Thieves. You should come talk about Sea of Thieves with us. Hey. I will come talk about CFPs. Yeah, just get in okay. here. I'm gonna drink some of Chad's cocktail. Okay, first. sure. Yeah, do you wanna? I've been I'm gonna grab a drink. I'll be right back. Is that okay? Yeah, we'll <laughs> sure. allow it. Is that? Is that we'll good? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, uh, so anyway, it's so it's an online game. Yeah. Uh, you can play by yourself in a tiny little sloop, uh, or with a friend in the little tiny little sloop, or you can have a party of four people, and, and then you get a big right. old galleon, yes. and that's got four cannons on each side instead of one on each side, like the little baby ship yeah. has. So, like, when, when you start the game, uh, aside from the weird, like, character selection process, they should just have a the character. The character selection process is super weird. They basically really spawn is. five pirates, and they're like, pick a pirate that you like, or generate five new ones, and, like, you see bits and pieces from the pirates that you, that you see, and you're like, I want... I want this together, but you have to just like, keep that one's generating. That sweet games. <laughs> but, nope. So the, the game basically presents it to you, and it's like, hey, do you want to yeah, sail? Yeah, come on in. Do you want to like, sail on? You like this. Do you want to sail on like a garbage little ship or a badass big ship? You know yeah. what though? But but this is that's, that's how the game presents it. The, the little like, garbage ship is kind of fun though. I'm not saying we've it's been, not. We've been, we've, we play on our garbage I, little I'm, ship, and we like it. Thank I'm you. I'm exclusively talking about my first impression. How dare you? The game is like. This is a cool ship. You're gonna get to go on grand adventures, and it's gonna be awesome. Or you can do a small ship. And I was like, I'll try the big ship. So I tried the big ship, and I, I load in. And my screen goes to the loading screen, and bef like the first thing that happens is I spawn in a cell. And so my first thought is like, oh, <laughs> I was like, I was like, oh, this this is how the game starts. You start in a cell. Like, let me figure out how to get out of the cell. Fun, cool. And then I see like my crewmates come down. They're looking at me, and they go. 
And I'm like, what's happening? And I was like, I was like, I can't interact with anything. There's a lantern. If I turn off the lantern, nothing happens. I was like, what the fuck is going on? And it's like a puzzle I, game. There's nothing. There's no way to unlock the door. And I was like, all right. So I like, I, t- I took a second. I googled. I'm like, uh, see if thieves spawn in jail. And it was like, see if these players are trolling other members by voting them into the brig before they even start. And I'm like, fucking awesome. So I quit the game. I did the same thing. I loaded into another galleon. And I spawned. This time I had weapons because before I had spawned without weapons because I spawned immediately into jail. And that was also so I spawned. And I was like, cool, I have weapons. And then one of my crew members runs up to me. He goes, burp, dip, burp, dip, burp, and then I'm in jail. Like, Motherfucker. <laughs> and it happened again on my third one. I was like, I guess I'll just try the small ship. Do small ship. That's it. Right. But it's just like, what a t- what a fucking shitty thing. It but is, but it, it's I will say playing, playing with multiplayer, it got It's better. fun to let your friends in the yeah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah, that's true. Uh, we, it, it, it's unfortunate because, um, like, playing with randoms kind of sucks. Yeah. I, I've only, I've tried playing with randoms twice. I totally got brigged as well. But the game doesn't give you an option to make your, uh, like, your match invite only. Like, your, your ship, your party. Mm-hmm. No. No, and in addition to that, there's no such thing as a, a match where you're not in the same sea as other players who can kick your butt. As in, yeah, yeah there's there's no peaceful mode. There's no, it's, there's no uh, PvE. It's all it's all PvP, PvP, right. uh, PvP Which I'm enabled very at all by, times. Because it seems like a happy, friendly game, right? Almost family friendly, but it's. Yeah, there's no option to turn off PvP in any way whatsoever. Nope. You're just if you see somebody, they can kill you. Yeah, <laughs> you think that you could if you like as you set up your ship to set sail, you'd be like, I want a peaceful ship. And it would load you into a peaceful server. Or if you want to like, you want to do all PvP all day. Because honestly, the PvP is pretty fun. It, it right. is, but I would 100% Well, when play. you win, it is. <laughs> <laughs> right. Honestly, but I, like, even if you get sunk. Yeah, we had fun sinking yesterday. I would, I would honestly like <laughs> really enjoy, I know this is a PvP game, but if they had a mode where I could just sail around on my lonesome and go to islands by myself, I would like that a lot. Just as uh, for the single player portion of the game, and for multiplayer, I don't mind playing PvP. Well, I think if you get the sloop the, with the single person, I think I, it feels like they spawn less people in those worlds. I see, and that's one thing that I, I think the game really could use, and it could fix both these problems. And that's just like letting you choose a server or lobby or whatever it is where you can see population, because we'll, that was one thing. Like I played the first night I played, we loaded in. I tr- actively tried to find people to like fight or whatever. Right. Never saw anyone. Right. And so if at least I could like look at the lobby and be like, oh well, there's like there's three people playing in this one. Like and then you know you could join that and you're probably not gonna run into them, right? Yeah. Or you can go to one that's got like oh there's like you know 40 people or whatever. I just have no idea how many people are get loaded into a world with you. It seems like totally random. Yeah, Did you I play the? I actually have some information mm-hmm. on that. Uh, oh really? The way that rares servers are programmed and balanced. It has an, it averages out the players across all the servers. All the servers are synced, so like day and night on every server is always going to be the same. So while you're sailing, you can seamlessly transition between servers. You won't get kicked out and like have to load into a new server or anything hmm. like that. So like it, when you hear a music cue while you're sailing, that means you, that you're transitioning servers to a new server. Uh, the way the game loads and balances is it takes all of these players and tries to average them out across all the servers. With right now, Rare saying the average being around 16 people per server, so usually about four max-sized crews. Hmm. Interesting, okay. which uh, we, and we, I feel like in the beta we did see uh, the seas being more populated than we've seen since launch, but that's also something that I expect they'll be adjusting. Uh, yeah. That there's a lot of the, like the ups and downs of the game right now that are, their launch things that will get ironed out. Things like uh, we were having, it took us a billion years to connect 
yesterday. And by a billion, I mean a couple minutes. But it was uh, it was 30, not, 30 minutes for us to yeah, start playing to get into a match. And there were some that's other problems. True, but Beta that's was way worse. We're yeah. figuring out party chat because I was on Xbox. You guys were all playing on PC, mm -hmm. and that's actually pretty dope. I love the like that. It's just the crossplay yeah. is a use your Xbox Live account. We had no problems getting into a game together or talking to each other or working together, and it was all great. Except I got to be the captain, and I don't know why. Except there's another <laughs> problem with that, too, is that it, this is a, it's primarily a four-player game. Yeah. And the experience yeah. is geared towards that, which is why I think when you show up and they say good ship or lousy ship, they, they're trying to push you into like cruise and everything like that, and especially with your friends. I'm constantly amazed playing Fortnite, Battlegrounds, now Sea of Thieves that go back and forth between PC and Xbox. More people on PC have mics. Then an Xbox. Xbox ships with a headset. That's true. And yeah. nobody on Xbox has a headset. And they the talk. connect, too. They can't, and then they can't chat either. Yeah. You know, they can't do the text chat, which I don't even know if people on. We should test this. I, we should I see if PC, if uh, text chat goes over to Xbox. It might not. Hmm. I mean, well, Because I think it's just got those, like, does. preset. Uh, it's just got a little communication. Oh, is there? Are you thing. saying there's actual like a text box? There is. I found it. Oh, I had no idea. I was trying to remember what it was to pull out my instrument, so I just was like hitting keys, and I think it was like T or something, and it pulled up a little text. I say T or Y or something like yeah. that. Gotcha. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So there's. Uh, but otherwise, like the the play is pretty seamless between the two platforms. Yeah. Like uh, I was playing on Xbox, I didn't feel like I was. Uh, handicapped in terms of aiming because you know unless you're aiming a cannon uh, it's not super like it's not all super precise and it's not super super important like you're not going to be running around headshotting your skeletons no. um, left and right uh, but that was fine yeah I, mean, I will say like beyond my first impression after that like that night two nights ago you were mad I was pissed dude I was like this <laughs> game is a hot pile of garbage yeah. uh, and then we had a scheduled like playtime uh, yesterday with with four of us and that was like a completely different experience. And it was actually really, really fun. Like having four people go on missions together, like we had to work together to sail the boat. Like yeah. one of us was, was on the lookout, one of us was sailing, one of us was doing the, the, the sails, the other person was uh, navigating. Yep. And like just, just that experience is super fun. Uh, but it's just such a stark difference between solo and, and group play. Yeah, yeah the, the group play, like, if you get a good group together, it makes all the difference. Like, we have a, we we basically, like, use the boys, and we're like, hey, <laughs> let's all play Sea of Thieves. Hey, we need a four-man crew. Yeah. And then that way, like, that's the game that we all play together. And with the four of us, like, all in a room, shouting at each other. <laughs> yep. It's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, it's it's pretty a shouty. lot of fun. Yeah. And, uh, like, even... You know, during the beta, we there's a lot of emergent stories that happen too. Like uh, there was one episode. It was during the beta where we ran across a French crew, right? Yeah. And did we sink them first, or did they sink us first? So that's a big debate. They were on our <laughs> ship. They were on our ship. Oh uh, yes. The and then they shot with somebody. They were literally just on our ship talking to us. And we. Two oh, of they them. were in the and crow's two, nest, weren't yeah. they? Yeah. Yeah. And they were talking to us, and we were having a great conversation with them. And then something happened, where JD. Might have punched him or something like that, or hit him with a sword. I mean, and then he, all I know is I saw him shoot at JD, and then it was like, it's it, was, it was like, it, it descended fast. Yeah. It's an international incident. Yeah, and then so we kept sinking each other and like following each other around the seas. It was a lot of fun. Yeah. And eventually we lost them. Maybe we'd serve a transition. I don't know. Yeah, we got pretty brutal. I mean, it's, it's, you always have those fun moments, which is great. It's uh, Was that the one where you snuck on their ship and you kept killing everyone repeatedly and eating all their bananas? Yeah, I just would go down and eat their bananas and then, like, <laughs> then they would respawn and I would kill them and then I just drove their ship into a bunch of rocks. That's the sank best. Their ship. Yeah. Uh, I have a new thing that I did, though, that I liked, where I was on a one-person sloop and a two-person sloop attacked me 
And they sunk me, and I was like, fuck, son of a bitch. So I went back, because I was trying to dig up treasure. I went back there. They were still there, and then they started running, and I thought, you know, I'm just going to ram them. So I rammed them. <laughs> then I jumped off onto their ship, and then I saw their chest there, and I thought, I could see their chest. And I thought, or, and I just grabbed their chest and jumped off the ship the and world. dropped it in the ocean. And then <laughs> Is it, was, it lost when it's in the ocean? I don't know, but they were moving, so <laughs> <laughs> we're getting back to it anytime soon. So it's a little fun stuff like that. But man, is it it's aggravating when you when you spend an hour getting like four or five chests or skulls or whatever. Yeah. Fucking chickens, which I hate. Uh, and then <laughs> you know, you sh- you feel the loss when your ship sinks and you're like, yeah. Well, that could have been something, but now it's nothing. <laughs> we had that happen because we had skulls, right? Yeah, I had like this, you know, kill this elite. Pirate skeleton or whatever, right? So we kill him, we get this skull, and Ash is all excited. She's like, "I haven't gotten one of these before." So we put it on the ship, and then we're like, "There's some people. Let's fight them." And she's I like, was, "Well, maybe like, no, we should no, drop no, off the go. skull." And then we're like, "No, nah, let's do it." So we just get into this all-out battle, and, and uh, then we get some. They were way, way more. They're way better at maneuvering their ship than us. Yeah, we tried to and do that sweet Tokyo drift where you drop the yeah. anchor, and, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and we're gonna try and like just do this epic we're move where very you excited like about it. fire all four cannons at them as it swings around. Uh, uh, and we did, and that was really cool, except then our anchor was down. Yeah. <laughs> and so then we were trying to raise it to get out of the way and get moving again, and it was all over. And yeah. We yeah. Uh, there was definitely we a lot of... went real cool. We did. Our, our captain in that scenario got very angry. She's like, no one is, is turning the sails. We need to set the sail <laughs> angle. <laughs> and I'm just like, I'm hitting them with the cannon. <laughs> And then we started sinking, and I'm like, Adam, shoot me out of a cannon to safety. I'll board him. And yeah, it didn't happen, yeah. unfortunately. Um, <laughs> but it's cool. You do have those moments. It's like really yes, fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, it absolutely. Seems like gaming is kind of leaning that way now. Like uh, Battlegrounds, Fortnite's a little more fast paced, but Battlegrounds, it's like, I feel like it's like 10, 15 minutes of setup and then, you know, a massive fight that lasts about 45 seconds and then it's over. Yeah. You know, that's the way uh, Battlegrounds feels to me, unless you like drop at school or something like that. This is kind of the same way. It's like you just sail for a long time. It's nice and relaxing. And then you have these really cool moments that make all the other stuff worthwhile, I think. How how do you guys feel about the game not having any progression aside from being able to unlock cosmetic items? That's the problem. I feel like, yeah, you can tell that Rare is trying to go very approachable and very friendly to, like, new players, like, even non-hardcore gamers with this game, which is things like, hey, here's the character just generated for you. Just go ahead and pick it and just pick the size of the ship and then, hey, you're in the game. No need to look at servers to see what all the server loads are. Go down the settings. We don't even have any. Yeah, there's like and, no menu options in the game. Right. Um, so they, they tried to make it really simplified. Uh, and the lack of progression is part of that. Any new player can load in and be on the same power level as anyone else. And I see, yeah, I think they really created a problem there. Because like while that's really nice for like a few games, like... Because they don't want somebody to load in and somebody have this like decked out warship. Yeah, so, you can so never yeah, I mean, possibly like, do. Like, there's like eight, yeah. eight cannons aimed but, down at you. But that's right. that's just like just just like balance, matchmake. Like put people in in similar skills or similar gear level like matches. Right, and I, I think it would need that. It's they're gonna need to do something like that because as of right now, like you know, like you said, you had a bad taste the first time. I did too. Then we had some fun playing. Would together. you have gone back but, to it at all if we hadn't scheduled that session? I will not go back to it at all. Still, because I don't have anyone to play with. So if I'm playing alone, it's all right. Like right, but but it's 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 just it is like it's not an experience for solo players. And if they had something for me to like, either either just play without anyone else on the server or something to work towards that's not just cosmetics. I like the cosmetics, but you're gonna spend like 18 different treasure missions to get one thing. And yep. I would love to be able to earn different types of ships. Like maybe you get like a really cool 
look, I don't know ship names. I'm going to piss a lot of people off, but like a cutter or something <laughs> cutter, that like yeah. goes really fast through the water. And so, you know, you, you're not heavy cannons. You're not going to be able to take on like a ship of the line, but you can escape and you're really nimble and you can get around in the rocks really easy and do that. Or you get the big ass shit that's got like 12 cannons, but yeah. is not moving. Totally. I mean, I'm, I'm just trying to think of all the ships I remember from Sid Meier's Pirates. Yeah. <laughs> Aircraft carrier, right? No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <Get> a submarine. <laughs> so, suddenly we're sky pirates. Yeah, exactly. the, re the real problem is like, if, if you have an outfit you really like, then you have no more reason to do anything. Because all you're doing is you get treasure chest, you get, sell the treasure chest for gold, to, to get more basically treasure maps to go find more treasure chests. Yeah. Yep. And there's there's no there's no there's nothing to do. Uh, but right. the, the emergent gameplay is super fun with friends. But yeah, that can only last for right. so long. Here's the way I was I was thinking about that. The game feels like after one day, it feels like it's all of the grind, none of the payoff, none yep. of the progression. Right. Right. And it does. It, why, it, I don't know what it is about this game. It immediately feels like you're in the grind because you, know, you have these three different reputation levels, and you're doing these things where you get these but little you can, dribs you can, and drabs. You can level yeah. them up, but the, all the leveling up will do will give you access to other missions that will give you more gold right. that still don't give you anything except you do the fight better enemies and the, like the, the gold horror missions they do get more interesting like you get the riddles and things like that the but, riddles are cool yeah we, i don't think we did a, a no, riddle no. mission yesterday but uh yes as you get these higher level like you get these higher tier uh voyages they'll be like uh something something and they'll basically give you a location or you have to figure it out and then you get there and it'll give you another clue but it's like you know find the crab and then go eight paces north by northeast. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then you go that way, and so you're following it along, which is, you know, it's like the old school like treasure maps you'd think of. And so that stuff is a little bit more fun. Yeah, I just... Than just go here, red X. Right, but, I mean, how long is it going to take you to experience all that? You not, know? See, and that's, then, the, that's the problem with this game, is not long. Right. I feel like uh, the core loop is fun, but... Uh, and and we'll be able to enjoy just being like, hey, we're going to play as a family for a little while and we can play this. This is easy. We know what we're doing. We know the experience we're going to get. But I'm not going to feel a, like the need to keep checking in as is. Right. Yeah, and, and and the unfortunate thing is the game is has such has such good bones. Yes, it does. Like it is a great structure for a game. And yes. it's, maybe it's, it's maybe a beautiful skull and, and bones. Skull and bones. Yeah, yeah. like the, sailing sailing the <laughs> ship is such a, a fun like group activity, like. The idea of sailing around with your friends as pirates is great, but like there's just nothing to it really. Now the the developers keep saying as well, they're like, we've got plans. We're gonna add all this stuff. We're gonna change all this stuff. And I feel like the best thing they could do right now is within the week drop one of those next things. Yeah. If they have it. If they if they've got stuff ready, if they've got stuff planned out, and they're like, here's gonna be like our next drop, and it's ready to go, drop it. So to. She was she was saying this last night. So out of curiosity, Look, just, I went back. Just, just make the stuff. Game development is easy, right? Well, I went back and watched the E3 2015 announcement for mm -hmm. the game, and it looks just like it does today. Like it, like the core already looks like it's there and everything. So it makes me wonder 
what was the last three years of refinement and development? Mm. Yeah, like, I mean, do they have these things sitting in their pocket? You know, because if they don't have them, it's going to take them a long time. It's going to take them a long time to make them, though, if it took them this long to get to where that's, they are now. And that's the thought. It's like you've been working on this game for four years, and this is the amount of content. I'm not going to wait another four years for another five hours of content. Right, and also, that's a really risky thing to do whenever games release yeah, like this, this is, because this is the, you get all the buzz. This is the announcement. Tra- this looks yeah. a little you better get, than yeah. Like you well, get, I'm sure some of it's pre-rendered yeah, stuff, totally. but like the, I mean, like the ships look the same. There, there were as many sharks in the water as they were during <laughs> the beta. There's only one shark at a what time is, now. Is that, that ship the, looks cooler. Is that it's got different sails. Well, yeah. see, that's the like that's the cool thing is uh, they didn't have this in the beta, and I remember thinking, hey, it'd be really cool if you can customize your ship. Yeah. And now you can. It's really expensive. I feel like that's where uh, they're trying to get people to put a lot of their early earnings mm-hmm. is in customizing a real sick ship. I did see one uh, that was posted online that was all black and red. It was like four hundred thousand gold put into customizing this ship. Can you get like a neon kit for below, like an underglow? <laughs> yeah, there you go. <laughs> get a lift kit. <laughs> get it out of water. Get it out of water. You make a jump in the water. No, um, but so when games do this and they release like the, we've got the solid bones and we've got so much plans for the future, like I, it's such a gamble because you're right now all the eyes are on the game. Yeah. Everyone's going to get that first experience. And there's a lot of people who will give it one shot. You know, and they will, like, I checked it out, and I'm like, okay, like, this was kind of fun. I played it a couple times, but, like, I done. don't see. They could make so many awesome changes in the future, and I don't know. You just won't come back. I don't know if I'll come back. Especially you know? if it's, like, a drip feed where they're like, well, we added another ship type, guys. Yeah, yeah. And you, you log on, and you're like, all right, cool, this is a new ship. You're right. And now I've seen what new there is. Yeah, this has been a month in the making. You've given me a ship. Great. But here's how you fix the game 100 ships. <laughs> One ocean battle royale. Well, last I, mean, I would love that. It's super not. Like, you know it's coming. Right? Yeah, it's totally not out of the question. Oh man. I mean, that, the ocean that, shrinks. It's drying up. Yeah, exactly right. <laughs> <laughs> climate, climate change. Yeah, it, this is also not an early access game. This is not like a cheap. This is a sixty dollars game. It right. is. And in other However, in other countries, it's even more. Like the, the it's been like inflated in certain countries it, to like eighty yeah. bucks. Although I have a theory. <laughs> I have a theory. I don't know that Microsoft wants you to buy this game. I think Microsoft wants you to subscribe to Game Pass. Game Pass and try I think they do. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I think that it's because, uh, so, and this is anecdotal, but we did a story yesterday on the launch troubles that the game's been having that, uh, you know, within a day of launch, people are already saying there's, I'm out of things to do, there's nothing new here, it's too too shallow, and also people having trouble connecting, which, you know, not great. Par for the course for an online game, still not good to have. and the number of people, uh, I was, I speculated that perhaps part of the server load was because a lot of times developers will, uh, they'll pre- try to predict out how many people are going to be playing the game on launch day based on pre-orders. Sure. How many people have pre-ordered it? Let's prep for ten times that many. But then you get this free seven-day Game Pass trial, mm-hmm. and uh, the number of people in the comments saying, "Yeah, me and like ten of my friends all just signed up for a Game Pass trial." play this game. Yeah. And that's just their, it's anecdotal, I don't have any like hard stats on that, but a lot of people have tried that which may have contributed to them not being prepared for the server load, which Fort- is why Fort- we had so many problems. Battle Royale was free, anybody can download it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, as someone who plays a lot of MMOs, those sort of problems are pretty much like gonna happen. It's almost guaranteed. It's, it's the only yeah. criticism that I don't identify with. I love this game, I love it. I completely, understand everyone's criticism with them, and I agree with them. 
But for some reason, I still like the game. Mm. I, I love the game, and I'll load it up and play it. But yeah, the one criticism that I don't agree with is people are like, how did this happen? How did an online game launch and there were connection issues? It's oh, exactly. because it's an online game, and it literally happens every single time. Yeah, it happens every time, and you can't like you can't if you if you if you spend. If you accommodate the amount of people that you think you might have at launch with your servers, you're going to spend too much money. Like, it just costs too much to scale up that much. Mm-hmm. Even even on, like, rented hardware, like, it's just too much money. Yeah. So that, that's why most of the time, like, yeah, it's going to happen, and we'll deal with it. Um, I, uh, at South by Southwest was happening recently, and I did, like, a fireside chat with Player Unknown about uh, Battlegrounds. And one of the things that I really want to talk to him about because it fascinated me is... Just the unexpected, like no one expected that game to grow the way it did. Sure. It came mm-hmm. out, I'm sure they hoped it would do well, and then it just went insane. No one thought, mm-hmm. like they, they didn't even plan their the, their code to handle more than a million concurrents because they thought that was impossible to get. Yeah, because it's not like it hadn't been done before. <laughs> right, and, uh, and so I was asking him, I was like, how, like, how do you do that? And he's like, we, we basically spun up every server in Asia. <laughs> and it and it wasn't enough. We ran out of servers in Asia to handle the number of players, and like that is that is a legitimate thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's pretty crazy. Um, and so, and it also is one of those things too that you're right. Even if you rent it, like the the demand calms down, things even out. Everyone's not trying to get on at the exact same time, and then what are you left with? A bunch of server junk. Right. Although I'm sure Microsoft can roll things around to different games too. Yeah, I mean, they can. There's just, definitely there's just, definitely just ways pick up to a like server and like roll it into <laughs> the Gears of War room. And <laughs> there's definitely ways to, to like to get around That's it. It's how just that works, it's really right? costly. Yes, totally. But at the same time, like I can't imagine a company spending the the bajillion dollars it would cost to accommodate for the day one players when it's just like after the first day, no one cares because it's not a problem anymore. Yeah, and a bunch of people like fall it's off, it's already so. we we were playing a little bit last night, had no trouble. Yeah. So yeah, I did I find some information kind of like hinting at what's next. Um, there was an, an interview with Joe Neat, one of Rare's executive producers on the game, um, with US Gamer a while ago when they dropped information like that there's going to be like pet DLC and a whole bunch of other stuff. Uh, in this article, it mentions that they're looking at the first big major update to be like within three months after the game launches. Too within long. Yeah. It's, it's too, too long. Too long. And, it, and if they try yeah. to sell me anything more for this game, I'll lose my shit. Yeah. yeah. It's a $60 game for very little content. From they what it's here, they there's, cannot sell there's more stuff. A, they want players to be going after the whole like uh, legendary status with the pirates. For the first but what does it do? That's all it says here. <laughs> yeah, you got to become a legendary pirate. I don't know why. You do it though, and then after three months, they're going to roll out like hideouts, pets, all this other stuff. Um, but then, when asked about like players, there's an AMA on Reddit, and players asked like, "Hey, can we get like a 12 month roadmap of the game?" Um, Joe Neat, the same producer that did that interview, replied, "I think we've only ever like we're only ever likely to cover a few months ahead to maintain mystery, so you can be surprised and delighted, and so we can be reactive. <laughs> Things will change as CS Thieves evolves. We want to have the time to reveal what the features mean for players before we can put them in their hands. We just really want that sense I've of definitely, I've definitely been it. surprised, not delighted, but surprised. Uh, th- I have a wish list things that I would like to see." Which is um, like more like modes and mini activities you can do. Like mm-hmm. uh, a ship race would be dope. Like yeah, you, like cool. you, you and another ship have to race head to head to try and like deliver cargo to this other place. To, like yeah. who and whoever can get there the fastest. Yeah, especially that'll, like that's, that'd be cool with adjusting the sails and who can navigate. Yeah, the and that's and best, that's you know. that's a totally like unique weird thing. It does require like another team to essentially sign up for it. So that's a challenge. But um, we were talking about this last night. One of the things that I think would really help because right now there is no urgency to 
Like when, like when do I need to play again? Eh, whenever. It's not like it matters. Uh, but if they have like weekly events where there's some yeah, thing, find the ghost like, ship a, that's like, like going around. Yeah, right? like yeah. a skin, whatever. Yeah, find the ghost ship. It's like some crazy like boss thing, and then you get yeah. a special. Yeah. Um, you know, it might be cosmetic because that's the direction they're going gold for now. At this point, I mean, yeah. or yeah, something. like a bunch of gold. Maybe you get like a sale that's only ever given out yeah, for yeah, that right. one thing. Like the one patch. I, I was surprised that there's no. Like NPC controlled ships, stuff that you can just have a little fight with. That's true. Uh, but a, just the skeletons. Yeah, right, like I a agree. skeleton, yeah. skeleton yeah. ship would just, be cool. I mean, I, like that's that's what I would want out of the game is like a, a PVE option, so I can just play with my buddy and we go around and fight off enemy ships and collect treasure just together without. I like. I understand that people love PvP and this is a PvP game, but there's always going to be someone that like ruins your good time. Mm-hmm. And like, after, yeah, I've gotten six chests after this hour and a half, and I lost them. Like, yeah, yeah, PvP is a lot of fun, but it also um, does attract a subset of people whose idea of fun is ruining other people's day. Yes. Yeah. There's a running list on the subreddit of like things fans and players really want to see changed. Um, a lot of them that I'm seeing on the list here, like adding a personal hideout that you can add decorations and have. So a and it sounds like that's on the roadmap. That so sounds that's like it's on the roadmap. Um, a rework for the okay. PvP mechanics. It says right now it's a board at the moment with no risk and no reward. Ask you for some kind of maybe like a PvP leaderboard where maybe like if you're the top pirate that has sunk six ships and you haven't been sunk yet, mark you know what, them on you the know map. what I want? Mm-hmm. I want yeah. a bounty, bounty on that guy. Uh, yeah. Yep. Bounty, yeah. Yeah, um, and also quests. like it's something that makes it harder. Like you can see their ship from further away. You know, exactly, something like that. Yeah, quest. Or there's like a giant PCs. arrow in the sky going like this. Like yeah, start <laughs> point, their mass. Tar- put a target on their back so you can send every player on that server after them. Um, unlockable shanties, um, stuff like that. But More like weapons. it seems like Rare's keeping an eye on the subreddit and this running list of things. So hopefully that will pay off yeah. three a months down the line. Yeah. Also, yeah, it'd, be, yeah, yeah. it'd be cool if like if the, the Going for the reputation or the levels, essentially, in the different things helped you, like, specialize. So, like, if you went in the Mystic Order, you went the, uh, with the Order of Souls. That's the that one way. where you uh, go and you hunt down the Captain Skeletons and right. bring yeah. back the skulls. And it's, like, this mystic thing. And, and so you get titles from it. But if, like, somewhere down the line, if you could have, like, little control of the weather or something <laughs> yeah. like that, that Whoa. would be helpful. Spawn, spawn a you know? thunderstorm on your enemy ship. Well, yeah, yeah, or, or, or dispel one. Sail, you know, right. Or something like that. <laughs> boost your sails. Yeah, mm-hmm. draw up the wind, you know, or... Yeah. Something that's tough. I mean, that's not historically accurate, but you know, it's, it's supposed to be a game. And I mean, you can yeah. shoot Skeletons yourself out of experience right. in this game, so I, I don't think they're too worried about that. This yeah. Is, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Also, it's, shooting yourself out of the cannon is one of the best touches. It's the best thing. Except that was, when somebody is supposed to shoot you towards the ship and instead blast you across the goddamn ocean. See that? When, that's the when most. Did that, just when did that happen? What? <laughs> the, that is one of the most fun things about this game is just fucking around with cannons and your friends. Like, I shot him out of a cannon. And I pointed it like that way, and he went so far. <laughs> it's so fun. Uh, but I mean, it's, it's kind of a disappointing conversation because all we're doing is like wishing the game had more stuff. Yep. And that stuff's not going to happen overnight, and it'll probably take like a year for this hopefully a year for this game to like come back around and have a decent amount of stuff to do. I, I agree, but we all agree that we we enjoy playing with friends, and that the core gameplay loop is a lot of fun. Yeah, you like to what mean, you, we're doing, you laugh and you talk about it, and it sounds like a really fun experience. Yeah. Totally. But you're not going to go back and play the game. What what I see us wishing if, for like, is more to like more right. game to play. Right. Yeah. Exactly. I, I'm not going to go back and play it if I can't organize three other people to play with and, me. And but even if you can, how many times are you going to do that? Because, like, I'm down to play a few more times, but then, like, it's going to get old. Like, I oh, know it's going to get boring for me. Like, yeah. And they, they should give you a little more control. The lobby thing you were talking about mm-hmm. is, like, if I was at Rare and Microsoft right now, the first thing I would do, obviously this game is built towards 
uh, Twitch streaming or you know streamers or let's players. It's in very general. watchable. And there's I would, a lot of fun that happens. Yeah, that just yeah. See. I would get four to six crews of four people each from Twitch groups or let's play groups, and get them playing against each other and do that and show and show all the different stories. Yeah. But you, I mean, even in the let's play family, you guys can't do that. You can't do like Screw Attack versus Achievement Hunter versus Funhouse mm-hmm. versus Couch Hop. You can't. There's no way. You just there's no home. way you can do it. Yeah. But we would do that in a heartbeat if we had the ability to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What I would recommend to people who are interested in this game currently is just. Hey, they've the got game that passing. Game Pass trial. That's like the perfect amount. Don't buy it now. Like, just test it out. Have some fun with it for a week, and then see what they do to fix it later. Yeah. <laughs> like what they add. There's definitely no way I would recommend spending sixty dollars on this game. No, yeah. even but, though it's fun. But for for Game Pass, I think it's a good value. Yeah. Yeah. I totally would recommend buying it. I think it's a great game. I think the core is great. I have a lot of fun playing it. I'm also selfishly, I want this game to succeed because yeah. I want to see what this game looks like in a year. I do yeah. too. Yeah. Like, and I just wish it was there today. Right. But I, I, you can't mm-hmm. tell people to buy something based on that. Right. So. I absolutely want it to succeed, but like I think most people will get a few hours of fun out of this. And for 60 bucks, it's just so steep. But you're right. Game Pass is a great yeah. way to do it. And you I know, understand it, it, that it, criticism, totally agree with it. But yeah. it doesn't apply to me for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. Yeah. You like being a pirate. Yeah, it's fun. I just have fun. I like yeah. I like sailing the boat. I like I loved Assassin's Creed Black Flag. Yeah. I loved Sid Meier's Pirate. And this is just the next logical progression in that. Like, I mean, dude, the concept behind the game, the execution of what's there is fun, dude. It's super fun. It's super great. Like, it's just that it's maybe not. It doesn't have sixty dollars worth of meat on it right now. Yeah. Right. But I think it. I think it will. But you're right. It's hard to be like you should definitely invest because it's gonna be great. If someday. they do things that's, correctly that's in the tough. future. Right. But for now, for now, like Game Pass gets you access, fun to play when you get tired of it. You're done. Um, all right, we have a couple of other things to talk about, too. Um, thank you for joining us. To, to good to see you all. Good to see you all. I don't know that you'll want to stay for the Sorry. current events discussion. So I, I just, I don't know. Get out. I feel like Columbus came back and goes, yeah, the world is flat. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, everybody. And on that note, uh, <laughs> um, we've got a couple of current events newsy things to talk about. Oh, that's couple of things happening. One of them, Bethesda is talking about uh, new projects that they're working on. Okay. Uh, like, like this much. Um, but uh, Todd Howard, who um, you know works Bethesda Game Studios, made uh, made Fallout 4, made Skyrim, Oblivion. He's uh, you know, pretty big deal. Pretty big deal. Um, was uh, there? There's this podcast called um, the AIAS uh, Game Makers Notebook. It's like a the AI, um, ACE is the industry body that puts on like the Dice Awards and stuff like that. Um, so he did this um, this podcast and was talking about how they're in the middle of quote an animation system change we're doing right now that we're finishing for one of our projects. Though that's a project that's in pre-production, getting a new animation system, whereas the one that's in full production is using the old one. So. That's the extent of what he said. They didn't, okay. they didn't um, drop any like hints, like no, but old the, rolls of paper. Unfortunately, no. But the basis being that um, they do have at least one game that is in full production. So you know, not not pre-production, not planning, nothing like that. But it's in full-on production, and they have another one that's like in the wings in pre-production. And this is so, and it's because it's Todd Howard, it's going to be Bethesda Game Studios as opposed, well, probably. Likely, that's what we're. Um, that's an assumption that we're making, at least, um, as opposed to like a, like an Obsidian or mm. one of the other developers that Bethesda works with frequently. Watch the new animation software specifically be to fix female character faces. Oh my God! So <laughs> fun story about that. Uh, and this is back in like 
back in the day when I first joined Frag Dolls, so it would have been 2004, 2005. Mm-hmm. Uh, when did they announce Xbox 360? That was 2005. It came right? out in 2005. It came out in November 2005. So okay, there was, um, but there, there had a. So it would have been 2005 because this was like a preview event where they were showing off a bunch of the games. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I went to this, and I met uh, a young Pete Hines, okay. who was the PR guy that was babysitting Oblivion, and I was like, I'd come off Morrowind, and I loved it, and I was yeah. like making mods for it, and playing <laughs> it constantly, it was incredible, yeah. uh, and having the best time, and then, oh my god, Oblivion, I cannot wait, this is going to be so exciting. Uh, and so I, I neglected a lot of my Ubisoft duties <laughs> at, this, at this event, because I just like sat there to play Oblivion. I must have spent 45 minutes in that character creator bitching to him about how I couldn't make her hot. And he was like, well, you know, we do have, like, female developers working on this. And I was like, to, to not be real fair, good. I was, I was just, to be fair, the I, was, male I must have been insufferable. Yeah. The male characters in that game also look like garbage. That's why yeah. you, you pick a cat person. <laughs> you know? Yeah, fair enough. Um, and, you know, I think they got better, like, with, like, Skyrim was uh, was okay. It was definitely a step up from Oblivion. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, maybe they've got, like, a whole system for that now. That they've, would be great. They've just had that stigma for so long. I know. Yeah. But there are games that do it so well now. Like, I really like Monster Hunters. Mm. Monster Hunter World had a really fun character system and the characters like came out great in the game engine as well you know i remember um was it uh, mass effect andromeda also suffered from that for a while Mm -hmm. where it was impossible to make like a hot femme writer (laughs) and i must have re-rolled two or three times well okay four or five times to um just like trying different configurations and thank god there was this share your writer subreddit where it would show the finished product and then it would show all the settings to get to that character. And so I could finally make my hot rider and play (laughs) and then get my game-breaking bug and then resent the game forever. Yeah. Real exciting stuff. (laughs) Um, But uh, back to Bethesda. (laughs) Uh, So they're they're fully working on something. So, potential new Fallout. We'll see. Potential new Elder Scrolls. That one's interesting because in uh, in 2016 they said uh, not to expect it anytime soon. Uh, he he did. He said no Elder Scrolls anytime soon. And Pete Hines said that it wasn't even in pre-production because people are still playing Skyrim and they're still putting it on, on shit. everything. Well, it's they're, crazy. Also, they're also still playing Elder Scrolls online. That's what he was like. Well, yeah. That's yeah, I think they want more people to be yeah. doing that. But I like I love Elder Scrolls, and the thing that tempted me the most to try Elder Scrolls online was Morrowind. Yes, but. Ab- I didn't stick around. They, that's because they took when, like when you played it at launch, it was like you got so excited and you were like, "Oh my god, they're finally making an MMO based off the Elder Scrolls series!" Like I was Which so is, hyped. Uh, like it's a great world. Yes, it's, there's so much cool lore. I really like. I like everything about that idea. Yes, me too. And then you go in and it was like they took the worst elements of like MMOs and the worst elements of the Elder Scrolls series and combined them to make this game. I was so mad because I'm a big MMO player and like I just absolutely hated it. And then apparently now it's good. Yeah, they, they did a lot of course corrections. When I remember when it came out, uh, they were charging for it and then doing the monthly subscription. Yeah. And everyone was like, guys, no one no one does that model anymore. Yeah. That's not that's not the way anyone does it. And they were like, well, we're doing it. And then it didn't work out. And they're like, we're changing it. Yeah. Um, you know, so they, they did learn a lot, I think, uh, from the launch of the game. They made a lot of changes. They improved it drastically. I just, I don't play MMOs. Mm-hmm. So I didn't stick around. If I, the problem is if I let myself commit to it, it's, I'm going to real commit. Yeah. And I just don't have time for that. Yeah. I have so many other games and experiences that I need to be playing. 
And so I didn't stick around even for Morrowind. Yeah. But uh, um, the other option is this could potentially be that Starfield game that we've heard rumored for a very long time. Hmm. Which, have you guys heard much about that? No. Mm -mm. Um, ben, you want to look up the premise of Starfield? I the My details of it, uh, my memory is fuzzy because uh, it's been... They've only spoken about it very vaguely, or it's been rumored or leaked not in any sort of definitive terms. Uh, so this will be a fun little test to see if my brain is faulty. But as, <laughs> a, as I recall, it's supposed to be some new uh, IP that somehow manages to tie the Fallout universes and Skyrim universe together in what? some way. I, yeah, no, you make that face. I make that face, too. I don't know why. Uh, but weird. I seem to recall it being uh, maybe space-based. Space-based. I'll take a space-based. In the end, I, it was I would, take a, I would take a space-based Bethesda game. I think that would be a lot of fun. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And that's, you know, so they've got their dystopian, um, you know, shooter game mm -hmm. with the, with Fallout. And they've right. got their uh, fantasy game with Elder Scrolls. And this would be space. Space fantasy shooter. Right. Just finds it all. It turns out their uh, final name, Destiny. Yeah. <laughs> Man, <laughs> Destiny 2 God, it's just been sad to watch. But you know, Destiny is, Destiny is another example of a game that had like a launch where people played it and were like, "I think I'm done." Mm -hmm. uh, but then they did recover. They recovered really well. It Destiny took, it won, took some yeah. expansions. You know, it took them a while, but they did. They did recover. I played a ton of Destiny because uh, I love shooters and MMOs. So like, I was like, okay, cool. And like, you know, then I got into it. I was like, okay, this is very casually MMO, yeah. right? You know, it's, it's like MMish. To, yeah, to, yeah. To be fair, Destiny One had a lot more content than I don't mean to. Ruffle any feathers, but Destiny wanted more content than Sea of Thieves has right now. Oh yeah, yes. no, it did, and and I'm gonna so like, I, my friends got me back. We we played a lot of Destiny one, so like like I was clearing raid and hard mode like day one, and like we, you know we would go through, and then you know it just got boring, and we finished everything. So I'd leave, and then some new thing would I'd come back. That was my relationship with Destiny one. Destiny two comes out, start playing it, get to do the raid, and then there's like again like nothing. So I fell out of it, and like I had bought the season pass foolishly. So then I was like, oh, I've got this expansion. And I didn't even have the desire. Nope. Like, I logged in once since I got the expansion, and then that everybody had the fucking beam gun. I forget what the name of it is. That's all PvP became about that. And I'm like, man, I don't even, I don't know. I just don't even have the desire to go in and do anymore. And then I've, I'm on the subreddit, because every time I join, like, get into a game I like, I always, like, find the subreddit, right? And I've just been watching the player base just drop off and bitch and bitch and bitch and talk about how they ruined it. Like, they... They completely fucked us. That too. sucks. Yeah. Like, it sucks. Their so, player base now is so down. It's crazy. From what I found on Starfield, it looks like they Bethesda put out a trademark for the game in 2013 and then renewed it in 2016. Uh, and then in 2017, someone posted on 4chan with an account that hinted at some things they were going to be announcing for um, Fallout 4 and uh, just kind of like Skyrim in general. And those turned out to be true. And then grouped in with those as well, they announced that Starfield was going to be announced at E3 2017, which was not true. It was true. not. Um, but from the details they've posted, if these, this can be trusted, because they like the things they said about Fallout 4 and Skyrim ended up being true, uh, it sounds basically like a space dystopian cyberpunk vi like video game with humans, robots, um, like space elves, all as races. It basically sounds like the space version of space elves Fallout. Yes. And nope. Skyrim. Okay. Okay. So yeah. maybe it, maybe it doesn't officially tie them together, but takes it just has like from both. you know. Okay. Got it. All right. So brain was a little bit faulty. Bad job, brain. <laughs> but uh, I like the sound of that. Yeah. Do you think they're gonna have to race Cyberpunk out? I think they're gonna be different games. I'm expecting. Oh, I think they'll be. I think they'll be super different. That's like well. 
you know, the, the Witcher, in the way that, like, The Witcher is, uh, even though they're both fantasy-based, very different than a Skyrim. Yeah. yeah. They're very, they're still, like, they exist in a similar genre, with similar styles, even, but they're very different games and very, very different experiences. Yeah. And I, I would expect that um, Cyberpunk 2077 and this one would be um, similar, but I also feel like one will come out and then the narrative will be the other one copied it, no matter what. <laughs> yeah. I can see what you're saying. Interesting. Uh, well, and I, hope, I, hope, I hope you hear about it at E3. I mean, that would be nice. Yeah. That would be nice. I don't know what they've got planned for E3. They did confirm that they're going to be doing their, uh, their evening press conference on Sunday. Yeah. Uh, and that's really all we know so far. Um, but other in other news, Battlefront 2 um, has rolled out their changes. So they announced <laughs> uh, they announced late last week that they uh, were going to be revamping their progression. We knew microtransactions were going to come back. They were very clear about that from the moment they removed them. Yep. Um, but here's what they've they've changed. Um, they posted a blog. Uh, last week saying, since release, we've been hard at work making changes based on your feedback. Read, oh God, you all left. Yep. We need to do something uh, to create a better game for all our players. Today, we're happy to announce the Star Wars Battlefront 2 progression update, which includes a complete redesign of the in-game progression system, which begins uh, rolling out March 21st. So it's out. Um, so it says, one, progression is now linear, so star cards or any other items that might impact gameplay will only be earned through gameplay and cannot be purchased. Um, so what you earn instead is experience points for the classes and hero characters and ships that you play. Okay, we're sorry about pay to win. Yeah, basically. Um, like, oops, we're, we're, all right, we're walking back across that line. Good job. Um, and then if you earn enough experience points, you gain a level for that unit, and you receive a skill point that can be used to unlock or upgrade the eligible star card you'd like to equip. So... Um, that is, that's good. Yep. Uh, you do keep everything you've already earned and unlocked. So that means if you had it, but no, here's the thing. The, the, the pay to win was a serious issue, mm -hmm. but they did take it out before the game launched. Like it was day of, it was like yeah. the night that the game was going to launch. They pulled it. Mm -hmm. Uh, so there are people that do have, you know, that, that would have been able to take advantage of the, um, the, the star cards, just yeah. like by you know buying all that stuff, but it's limited. It's limited to early access, mm. which admittedly would be a lot of like really hardcore, hardcore players. Yeah, the but they also still didn't play. have that much time to sink all their money into yeah. it. It would have been over a couple of days, and they didn't know, they wouldn't have known that the pull was coming. Right. So. Plus, they can't. I mean, they can't take it away. Grumble, yeah, you, they, however you will for whoever. They, like, if people paid for it. They, they'll, right. You want to be like, oh, no, then it still sucks. But it's like, you can't. You don't want to take stuff away. Yeah, then they'll start asking for refunds. It'll be this whole big pain in the ass. Right. So, so um, uh, crates no longer include star cards and cannot be purchased. Uh, crates are things you earn by logging in daily or completing milestones and going through time challenges. Um, and then the crates have credits or cosmetic items like emotes or victory poses or anything like that. Hopefully mm -hmm. a pink fader. We need pink fader, am I right? <laughs> yes. Don't shake your head at me. No, we give me a hip-hop stormtrooper, but no pink fader. Hip-hop stormtrooper, <laughs> all right. Um, and then starting uh, in April, you'll be able to get a appearances directly through in-game credits or crystals. So uh, you'll be able to, uh, from the sounds of it, this is pretty great, instead of just like... Paying for cosmetic? Or, well, instead of like loot boxes where you just like hope for the best, right. um, it says you'll you be able to get appearances directly through in-game credits or crystals. The first oh, new cool. appearances are coming soon, meaning you'll be able to grab new looks for your heroes and troopers directly by using either credits, which are earned in-game, or crystals, which are available to purchase in-game and through first-party stores. So it'll be 
again, cosmetic only. Um, so if you want to want to be part of the resistance as a, oh God, Rodian, is that? Where? Where's, Where's Blaine? <laughs> How do you pronounce Yavin? Uh, your chance is right around the corner. Uh, so that's the that's the like the meat okay. of what they're updating. So basically, they've gone. Um, they've they basically they fixed it. Yeah. So it sounds. I mean, like the takeaway is that the gamers kind of won a little bit. Like the only microtransactions are for for cosmetic that's items good. that you can choose what you get rather right. than loot boxes. Right. That's, yeah, that's Imagine that how like, different so. the narrative around this game would be if they just released six months after their initial, re- like instead of, they just pushed their release back six months and put it out like this. Imagine yeah. how different the narrative, like yeah. people would be excited to play it and not feel burned. Because <laughs> like, yep. I'm not gonna go back after this, like, I, don't, I still don't care. See, and that's what I'm worried about with Sea of Thieves. Yeah. It's that same thing, even then, like, they make changes and now it's such a better experience or whatever. And like, I'm not saying like, like Sea of Thieves obviously had a much better launch than they did, but right. like, it, where do you like for well, some reason gamers hold on to that you know they have that like I felt burned so yeah. F you yeah I don't want to say this is too little because it's not I think this is what they needed to do yeah right but I do think that for a lot of core gamers it's too late yeah yep. so it's enough too late mm-hmm. um, and I think that's that's unfortunate but we may also be underestimating it. It is a Star Wars Star property. Wars, yeah. uh, it still sold like crazy in December. It sold to all the people that were not following this whole saga of microtransactions and loot boxes who didn't care. It was the new Star Wars Battlefront game and they were gonna get it. Yeah. So it still sold very well to a lot of those people. Those people. <laughs> um, you know, like, the, like, just like mainstream consumers and Star Wars is a property that it may very well continue to do well. Right. And this is their post-launch monetization strategy. They're not doing a season pass. They're Like, any content that they release is supposed to be released for free because they had this alternate monetization right. model post-launch. So I'll be very curious to see what happens with that. Yeah. If this, if there are enough players left, basically, who are going to put money into these cosmetics to fund whatever DLC it is that they have planned. Yeah. Or, you know, had planned, I don't know, maybe they'll pull a Mass Effect. <laughs> still it's bitter. Okay. Still bitter it's about okay. that. Okay, <laughs> moving right along. Um, final news uh, that I just wanna go over really quick. Um, Xbox's exclusives strategy. And this is, uh, it's interesting in the light of something like Sea of Thieves where I, I again, just wanna stress I really love the crossplay. Mm-hmm. I love the cross-buy, um, even if it is Windows Store, and that can be a little bit confusing at times. Uh, but they're also looking at potentially uh, taking some of their franchises more the Minecraft route, where it's available on non-Microsoft properties. Hmm. To be fair, uh, they didn't own Mojang when a lot of those deals were signed, like right. the, like for PS3. But I did Nintendo come after? It might have. Um, and I think they had uh, 3DS in the works, but I think the the Switch stuff would have come af- like way after the acquisition. Um, so they they still put the game out for a Nintendo console, um, and so that's been a, a big question is because um, they've they've been talking about this potentially going beyond their own platforms before, um, and it looks like they're going to use cloud to do it. So um, Kevin Gamble, who's the head of cloud gaming at Microsoft, um, specifically used Minecraft as an example. He said, uh, we've right now sold 144 million copies across PC, Xbox, PlayStation, Nintendo, and mobile devices. So when looking at where we're going, it's really about how we grow our business above and beyond console, read, 
Xbox. Mm-hmm. Um, and he also said, uh, we're not leaving the console business behind by any means. We're continuing to invest there. The premium living room experience today is on Xbox One X, and we hope to continue that for years to come. But when you think about how we are going to broaden our business, we need to think beyond console to be successful. Yeah, I mean, I can tell you, so I was a huge Microsoft fan, but we were talking about a little yesterday, like Xbox 360, like yep. that, those were my go-to consoles, Same. right? Um, and then with this generation, like I honestly thought Sony kicked their ass. So like I switched to PS4 for console, but also like I'm a PC gamer at heart and all that, like I appreciate that they did this like cross buy stuff, but like I cannot tell you the last time I turned on my Xbox One. Because as a fighting game player, I bought that for Killer Instinct, right? Which is a fantastic game, by the way. Um, so, like, played Killer Instinct like crazy, and then they were like, and now Killer Instinct is crossed by. And I'm like, it's been fun, Xbox One. Yeah. And, like, I just fired up on PC. I, I seriously can't remember the last time there, I turned on my Xbox like, One. Like, for me, too, like, there's really, no, like, when the, when the whole, when the, when the decision between Xbox One and PS4 came out for me, there was some stuff about no used games on Xbox that was like, that's, that sours the experience, but that right. was changed. Uh, but then, like, Bloodborne was a confirmed exclusive for PS4, and yep. it was like, that sold me on that. But, like, I still might have bought an Xbox down the line if their exclusive lineup was good. But with everything becoming cross-buy, like, yeah. I can just play it on PC. I have yep. no reason to ever buy an Xbox or play it. I actually have an Xbox in a closet. I have no reason to ever... <laughs> I have no reason to ever play an Xbox One. Well, see, yeah. I think, though, that they're trying to approach this from a different, a slightly different perspective, which is if you're a PC player and you're playing their games, you're still one of their customers, and that's that's, that's what's important to them. Like, you're still interacting. You're still an Xbox customer. You still mm-hmm. got your live account. I mean, you're not paying for Xbox Live on PC. That's free. But you are still, in, you know, you're interacting and you're interfacing with the brand and you're spending money with them. Yeah. You are still getting the games. Um, if someone like I, I love PC gaming, and if there there are a lot of PC games, and I'm like, I need to play this on PC. Sometimes I really do just want to kick back, and I want to use a controller. I want to sit on the couch. I want to do it that way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I really I like doing thing. Uh, you know that's why I like console gaming a lot of ways. Um, and that- sometimes I will prefer to play like I've been playing Sea of Thieves on Xbox because. I just like to kick back. It's n- and that's not like I, I think it's just different types of players and different yeah. priorities, and they're trying to accommodate. service that and accommodate that in, in, instead of forcing you into getting it, this the, one thing. And that's like I'm happy if their focus is on like just players. putting out titles and stuff, and uh, like instead of focusing 100 on like getting everyone to buy their console. I just don't see like how their console would survive if right. if next generation comes around and Microsoft is like all of our games will be on Xbox and PC and PS4 is like well some of our games will be cross platform but a lot of the exclusives will be exclusive like I'm yeah. always going to buy PlayStation yep. and I'll just keep my PC because I have a PC yeah. like, and, and you know it's in- and then I understand wanting to play on a console or because that's I do too but that, that to me that's like for myself would be too much of a, like more of a luxury mm-hmm. than anything else. I'm still going to get to play like the like it's only been a couple Xbox exclusives that I've played. I've played some of Gears of War 4, I think it was, uh, some Cuphead, now Sea of Thieves and maybe Recore. And so it's been like four games in the whole generation that I've even bought on cross-buy. So I, I couldn't I couldn't justify a console for that. Now one thing to keep in mind too and like I this is me just getting out of my own mentality because yeah, you know, I've had I've been PC gaming forever, right? And so I have that setup. But sometimes I don't think about that, you know, there's more involved with getting a game running on PC and getting running well. It's much easier for your average player to just fire up a console. Yeah. So, you know, I it's hard for me to not like so I'm trying to think about that aspect of it, you know, and I'm sure that 
will help. There's so many people like that, especially younger kids and just people who aren't as tech savvy, you know, yeah. to, that want to. And also, it's expensive to have a gaming PC. Right? Totally. So, like, so you know, that I think that market. There's probably a good chunk of that that's going to help them get through. Yeah, I think it still exists. I don't think yeah. the, the console market is going to go away. I think you're right that they'll have um, a difficult time convincing PC gamers to buy yeah. an Xbox. Yeah. But I think there is still a healthy market out there of people who just want a console. Sure. Yep. Um, but I, I think it is an interesting mentality to, for, for them to take and um, as, as a way to like grow their business mm -hmm. that they would even think of putting things on PlayStation or Nintendo or mobile like they're their first party properties those are the ones that are the most valuable for them I think the real thing that they're gonna need to consider is with cross buy and cross play the only area that could be a really big problem is FPS because if they release like new halo and you can get it on Xbox one and you can get it on PC you do not need to have those players playing against each other. There's a huge advantage to playing on a mouse, so that, like it will ruin constant oh, yeah. experience. Yeah, so. fortunately, I'm I'm sure they're taking something like that into account. Yeah, like they, it's not their first time around the right. rodeo. But yeah. I mean, you, you'd be forgiven for thinking so, for because the announcement for this console was a little <laughs> trouble. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but I uh, I have a lot of trust in Phil Spencer. I think um, yeah. I think he's pretty smart. I want to know what they're doing with their games lineup because it's been thin as far as their first part exclusives go. Mm -hmm. They've got Sea of Thieves, um, which I think needs to make some improvements. Um, State of Decay 2 is coming out, uh, and I think that's going to be really great. The first one was really, really awesome, but uh, it's also, it's like a like now an indie game with a great budget as opposed to a game that seems designed AAA from the ground up. Mm. Uh, like Scalebound would have been... <laughs> yeah, but you know what? I'm I'm still sad about that, but I don't feel like they would have canceled it, it if it was in good shape. Yeah. Or no, if it was I mean, like shaping up to be a good game. Yeah. I don't disagree, but it looks so good. It Is that did. It the did. But the dude has headphones on. Yeah. yeah. But there's and it was like a so co-op fantasy dragon and it sounds, fighting RPG. The premise oh sounds God. awesome, but something has to have been wrong. wrong. Um, somewhere in that process, either it was going to take eight years to develop, and they were like. We, we just can't do that mm. uh, or it wasn't fun or some like it's it's a thing that happens sometimes thing the projects just don't turn out the way you want and this is it's hard for me to admit I want to be really mad about it because Scalebound looked awesome and I was really looking forward to it but my comfort is maybe it's better this way I want, is that, to, is I that, want to ride the dragon am I deluding, my, <laughs> am I deluding myself here uh, and then they've got Crackdown 3 which That'll come out we'll, one day. Is, yeah, it's one year. not someday. I don't know. <laughs> one century. <laughs> Who knows Maybe that long. whole like seven, eight year development timeline isn't so far off base. Um, anyway, that's all the current events for this week. Talk about CTs, talk about what we're playing, talk about Beach Buddy on Domain. Thanks again for sponsoring. Uh, <laughs> Let us know uh, if you're playing Sea of Thieves, if like what you think needs to be added into the game to make it a success. I'm sure Rare reads our comments. They totally. definitely do um, and can take your ideas and then take all the credit for them, and that'll be pretty dope. Uh, and if you're a Rooster Teeth first member, make sure you check out New Game Plus exclusively on the website for our first members, and we'll see you next week.